Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Jerry Savelle, and I appreciate you watching our broadcast, and I'm praying that it's going to be a tremendous inspiration to your life. God wants you to be a winner. Did you know that? God wants you to be a winner in every area of your life. And one of the reasons why He has pronounced His blessing upon us is so that we can become that winner that He wants us to be. You know, the blessing in reality is God pronouncing prosperity on us. It is God enabling us to prosper. And the Bible says very simply in Psalm rather, 3, 8, salvation belongeth unto the Lord, thy blessing is upon thy people. I want you to stop and think about that right now. In fact, the last little word in that scripture is selah. And that word means stop and think about this, meditate on this. I want you to stop and do that right now. That the blessing of God is not something you're going to get when you get to heaven. It's not something you're going to get one day when you get good enough. No, it is something that is on your life and it came on your life the day you accepted Jesus as the Lord of your life. So the blessing of God is on you. And today we're going to talk about what that blessing will produce, the blessing of God on your life. Now, I'm going to take you into a meeting where I was teaching this in one of our Chariots of Light Christian Biker Tours, and this happens to be in Branson, Missouri, at Keith and Phyllis Moore's Church. Powerful anointing, great service, and I want to encourage you to watch very closely as I teach on the subject of God's blessing on your life. It's going to be powerful, so Pay very close attention, take notes if possible, and then in a few moments I'll be back with some closing remarks. So let's get ready now. You got your Bible with you? Got your notebook with you? All right, get ready and learn how that you can enjoy at a higher level the blessing of God on your life. All right, if you will, open your Bibles to Psalm 3. Psalm 3. Psalm 3 and verse 8, Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people. Selah. Don't forget to read that last little word. Selah. That simply means in one form to stop and think about this. Don't be too quick to start on the next chapter. Stop right here. Camp out right here and think about this. And what is he telling us to think about? The blessing of God is on His people. It's upon thy people, praise God. That means, I believe, that if it is on us, then somebody ought to notice it. And the topic I want to talk about, or the subject I want to talk about tonight, is, uh, as I receive direction from the Holy Spirit, has anyone lately noticed the blessing on you? Has anyone lately noticed the blessing on you? The Bible talks about that it should be seen upon us. Should be seen upon us. You know, you, you don't really have to go around talking. Uh, did you know the blessing's on me? Or there's something on me, have you noticed? No, people ought to be able to notice it on their own without you having to say a word. Now, if they ask me in that manner, well, of course, I'm going to respond in a very positive way. But the blessing should be seen upon us. They should see the results of the blessing. Amen. That happens to me all the time, and it should be happening to every believer all the time. Amen. It should be 
that people are coming up to believers. Now I'm talking about word people in particular that know these things, that know that they have the blessing of God on their life, that people are seeing it, acknowledging it, and talking about it. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, has anyone lately, say it, has anyone lately told you, I can see something on you that I want on me? Amen. People ought to recognize that the blessing is on us. Now, that's a marvelous revelation. A marvelous revelation. Now, go with me just a couple of chapters over to chapter 5 and look at verse 12. For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. Wilt thou compass him as with a shield? If you have something surrounding you, don't you think somebody might notice it? Amen. The Lord told me, and I've said this here before, uh, the Lord told me when I first came to Him, when I first surrendered my life to Him back in 1969, there will come a day when you'll be known around the world for the favor of God that's on your life and ministry. And then I'll hold you responsible for teaching others how to walk in it as you do. Now, I wrote that down in my journal. That was 1969. And uh, in that time, I didn't even know there was such a thing as the favor of God. I'd never heard anybody mention it, never heard anybody talk about it. I mean, how could you have favor with God? You know, I just never even, the thought had never occurred to me. And then the fact that he said my name would be known around the world for the favor of God that was on my life and ministry. Well, I didn't dare tell anybody. I wrote it down in that journal. I still have that journal in my archives right now. And uh, uh, I didn't tell my wife. I didn't tell anybody at the church we were going to. You don't go up to people when you're three months old in the Lord and say, guess what? <laughs> my name will be known around the world. Don't you wish you were me? <laughs> no, you don't go around telling people things like that. Some things you, the Lord says to you, just keep to yourself. You know, and not only that, it probably would have drawn a lot of unbelief. Well, who do you think you are? You know, we've been in this longer than you have. Why would God do that for you? So anyway, I just kept it to myself. But over a period of time, yeah, I began to see the favor of God showing up constantly. And in fact, it's the first revelation I received when I, when I started uh, before I, I launched out while I was still in preparation, before I was being invited to come and speak, it's the first thing I learned from God, is the favor of God, and learning how to walk in it. And then I realized, as I thought back, I've had the favor of God on my life, all my life. I thought back at things that, that had happened in my life that, for the most part, I thought it was luck, and most other people did too. That's what we referred to it as, luck. And I'd been told, even as a young boy, you're the luckiest kid I've ever seen. It was things always happening to me. And then, you know, in 1969, the first time I ever heard Kenneth Copeland preach uh, is when I surrendered my life to the Lord. You know, I remember when I moved forward and was working with Brother Copeland, Brother Copeland just thought the world of Brother Hagin. I'd never met Brother Hagin. 
I'd been in some of his meetings, but I'd never met him. And uh, uh, a lot of times, uh, Brother Copeland would take me uh, to the meetings with him, and Brother Hagin would preach, and after he'd get through preaching, I'd, I'd be standing there next to Brother Copeland, you know, and maybe I'd hold his Bible or something, and he and Brother Hagin would engage in conversation, and I, I was just chomping at the bit to meet Brother Hagin, you know, and, and, and I'm standing there next to Brother Copeland, but I never would say, uh, introduce me. I mean, they're, they're talking. It's not my business to interrupt or, or push myself on them. And I'm just standing there patiently, and uh, they'd get through with their conversation, and they'd walk off. Well, I'd follow Brother Copeland. And he said, uh, we'd get in the car, and he'd say, I intended to introduce you to Brother Hagin, and I forgot. He said, I want you to meet him sometime. Well, that happened three or four times, you know. <laughs> I just stand there, you know. I mean, I'm this close to Kenneth Hagin, and Brother Copeland forgot me. <laughs> How could you forget me? And he'd forget to introduce me, you know. And so I wouldn't push it, nothing, you know. And so one time, Brother Copeland invited, and now by this time I'm preaching with Brother Copeland, and Brother Copeland invited Brother Hagin to be in the meeting with us. So it was Brother Copeland, Gloria, uh, myself, and Kenneth Hagin doing this meeting out in California. And so I thought, well, I'll finally meet Kenneth Hagin. And so uh, Brother Copeland had me to preach first that morning, and then Brother Hagin was going to follow. And so I started out with a message that I called Giving Birth to a Miracle. And boy, the anointing of God hit that place. And I'm telling you, people started getting out of wheelchairs, throwing crutches, and I mean, all kind of miracles were taking place. And then I realized it was time for Brother Hagin to start. And I said, I've got to stop, folks. It's time for Brother Hagin. Let's welcome Brother Hagin. And so Brother Hagin walked out there and he said, uh, I've been in the ministry long enough to know when to preach and when not to, and this is the, one of those times not to. Boy, the anointing's on you. Keep on. Take my time, too. And that was my first introduction to Kenneth Hagin. And then when I, I, I got off the platform after that second service, Brother Hagin said, I want, to preach with, I want you to preach with me. That was my first introduction. And they just want me to preach with him. And the Lord had told me in the book of Proverbs, a man's gift will make room for him and bring him before great men. He said, you'll never have to push yourself on anybody. You'll never have to, uh, you know, toot your own horn, which, so to speak, as we used to say, you know. Uh, you, just, you just find out what your gift is. You cultivate that gift. You develop that gift. You protect that gift, and they'll search you out. And that was my first introduction to Kenneth Hagin wanting me to preach in some of his future meetings, praise God, which I did, and then became dear friends with him. Amen. I, I considered that the favor of God. In fact, today we stopped at one uh, service station to fill up, take a little break before we went any further. And as I got off my bike and I headed into the convenience store there, there was a guy that had just got out of his truck and he walked around his truck and he said, Jerry Savell? I said, yes, sir. He said, I don't believe this. He said, I just turned the truck off and I was listening to Kenneth Copeland and the last thing I heard Kenneth Copeland say before I turned the ignition off was, 
If you have an opportunity to get around Jerry Svelte, do so because he is extremely blessed and highly favored. He said, and here you are. Hallelujah. Amen. You didn't know about that. I told some of the other guys that were there. And, and he said, I can't believe this. I walk out of that truck, and that's the last thing I heard Kenneth Copeland say, and here you are. I said, well, give me a hug, man. It'll get all over you. Praise God. Amen. The favor of God. Now, notice the Bible says, the blessing is upon thy people. But here's something important. You can't have the blessing without favor. They're divinely connected. In fact, you'll find in Genesis chapter 12, when God told Abraham, I will bless thee and make you a blessing. In fact, go ahead and turn to Genesis 12 because we're going to get there in just a moment. But if you'll look in the Amplified, it says not only I will bless you, but I'll give you an abundant increase of favors. So blessing and favor are divinely connected. You can't have one without the other. I'll take them both. How about you? Praise God. Amen. Now, the point I'm endeavoring to make is if the blessing is on you and favor surrounds you, then wouldn't you think that somebody ought to notice it at some time in your life without you having to say anything about it? Amen? It's one of the ways that God gets their attention. It's a, it's a tool, praise God. It's not only uh, beneficial for our lives personally, I mean the blessing, my goodness, I could stand up here all night and tell you uh, and, and weeks of, and, and later still telling you everything the blessing has produced in my life and the favor of God that's produced in my life. And it certainly has been beneficial to me, but when other people see it, it's an attraction. It's an attention getter. Amen. God wants you so blessed and so favored that it causes people to want to know, how are you doing this? Where are you getting all this? And you'll be able to say, it's the God I serve, it's His blessing on my life, and it's His favor that I walk in, praise God. And you know, anybody that's ever asked me that or ever said something to that effect, I don't know one that ever turned me down when I said, can I pray for you? I'd like to introduce you to the God I serve and the God that put this blessing and favor on me. I don't, I don't recall one person ever turning me down. It's an attraction. Can you say amen? amen. Uh, we, we, a few years ago, uh, we have, you know, these UPS drivers deliver, making deliveries all the time out at the ministry. And, and uh, uh, there was a new driver assigned to our area. And he didn't, he didn't, he wasn't familiar with our area out there. And so when he got to the little town of Crowley, where we are, he stopped at a service station <clears throat> and he said, uh, I need directions. They said, what do you need? Can you tell me how to get to Jerry Savelle Ministries? And the guy at the service station said, I just go out here about another mile. Anywhere you look, they own it all. <laughs> That's what he told our guys when he got there. He said, that guy told me y'all own it all out here. He said, well, just about. <laughs> he said, man, you must be blessed. Notice he recognized it and attributed it to the blessing. Amen. Amen. The blessing, praise God. All right, now look at Genesis chapter 12 for a moment. Genesis chapter 12, verse 2. 
And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great. Now we hear about, I'll bless you and I'll, I'll uh, make you a blessing. But we don't hear a lot of teaching about, I'll make your name great. We seem to kind of overlook that. I'll not only bless you and make you a blessing, but I'll make your name great. Now, another translation says, distinguished. Distinguished. I'll make your name great, and I'll make your name distinguished. Amen. And God said this to Abraham after he had pronounced the blessing on him. Now, go to chapter 13 and look at verse 2. And Abraham was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. Notice the, the results of the blessing and the favor that God had pronounced upon him made him rich. Hallelujah. Would you think that if you were made rich, and apparently you weren't rich before you were made rich, Amen. If you were made rich, somebody might notice. <laughs> Amen. What's God doing here? He's, he's using Abraham as an attraction. It says he was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. And notice it only took one chapter. I like to ask people, how many chapters will it take you? Look at your neighbor and say, how many chapters will it take you? <laughs> Notice as a result of him being blessed and favored, he was rich. Amen. Now, go with me to uh, uh, Genesis chapter 24. And look at verse 1. <clears throat> and Abraham was old and well stricken in age. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. Another translation says, in every way. Now, wouldn't you just think that if you were blessed in all things and blessed in every way, somebody would notice it? Amen. Somebody would notice it. So I ask the question again. Has anybody lately said to you, what is on you? What is it about you? Why is all these things happening to you? And they may not call it the blessing, but that's actually what they're referring to. It's the blessing. In fact, the Bible says in Proverbs 10, 22, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. Amen. It's the blessing of the Lord that'll make a person rich. The, the message translation says, God's blessing makes life rich. And nothing we can do can improve on it. Amen. The blessing makes life rich. Look at your neighbor and say, I want a rich life. So what are we talking about a rich life? It not only has to do with prosperity. It not only has to do with, you know, more than enough. And able to not only uh, take care of your family, but also it allows you to invest in your church and help with building programs and missions works and, and all that. And not only that, but 
you have an opportunity to bless others. Ask the Lord one time when, when I read that in Genesis 12 about, and I'll make you a blessing. I said, what is your definition of me being a blessing? He said, it's when you have the ability to prevent misfortune in the lives of others. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. When you have the ability to prevent misfortune in the lives of others. So notice here that God not only told Abraham, I will bless you, I'll make you a blessing, but I'll also make your name great. Become distinguished. Can you say amen? amen? Proverbs says, once again, that the blessing of the Lord maketh rich. And the message translation said, will, will cause you to have a rich life. So a rich life, once again, is not just having money in the bank. That's part of it. But I, I listed a few things here that I, I, I thought in my own uh, mind, what, what would be a rich life? How would you describe a rich life? I put number one, having more than enough. Number two, well supplied. Number three, abounding. Number four, full of strength, vitality, and good health. Number five, peace of mind, free from worry and fear. That's a rich life. Would you agree that's a good description of a rich life? Not just having money in the bank, not just having more than you need, not just having uh, enough to, to take care of you and your family, but enough to, to, to get involved in the work of the Lord, get involved in preventing misfortune in the lives of others, but it also includes full of strength, vitality, and good health. Hallelujah. Anybody thank God for good health? Well, you're looking at one guy right here. I'm thanking God for good health. Hallelujah. I thank God that I'm standing behind this pulpit tonight. Hallelujah. No explanation to it whatsoever, but God. Amen. Somebody say, but God. You're looking at a fellow that's enjoying a rich life. Hallelujah. Amen. I'll be 73 this year, and I don't intend to stop riding motorcycles. If I can't ride two wheels, I'll get three wheels. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And I'll do it as a testimony to the goodness of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Peace of mind. Peace of mind. Have, have, have you ever thought how wonderful it is to not go to bed worrying? Well, you don't have any problems. Who told you that lie? <laughs> but I don't worry. Because the blessing of the Lord is on me. And it makes a rich life. And part of a rich life is free from worry. Peace of mind. Hallelujah. I count on the blessing. I just know that I know, praise God, that the blessing on my life is going to take care of this situation or the favor of God in my life is going to take care of this situation. So why go to bed worrying? Amen? Praise God. Somebody give the Lord a shout if you believe it. The time is now for you to receive God's blessing. In the powerful book, What I Learned from the Men Who Imparted to Me the Most, Jerry Savelle shares the wisdom given to him over the past 50 years of ministry from his mentors in the faith. 
In its pages, you'll find wisdom from Kenneth Copeland, Oral Roberts, Kenneth Hagen, T.L. Osborne, and others who have impacted his life of ministry. You don't have to go another day struggling. Have confidence in the power of God and His abundant blessings. In the timely five-CD series, The Power of the Blessing, Jerry Savelle teaches how the blessing of God will cause you to live a rich life above troubles and limitations and how you can receive this heavenly empowerment. Now is the time. Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and request the God's Blessing Package, including What I Learned and The Power of the Blessing. You can have the understanding and wisdom you need to walk in the blessing Jesus paid for today. Thank you once again for joining me today, and I trust that the message blessed your life, and I trust that it was inspiring to you. You know, the Bible talks about faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God, Romans 10, 17. When you hear the Word, it should inspire your faith, and I pray that today your faith has been inspired to dare to believe God for His blessing to function and to operate in your life at a higher level than you've ever experienced before. It belongs to you. The blessing of God is on your life. You don't have to wait for it any longer. It's on you right now. In fact, you got up this morning with the blessing on you. You're going to go to bed tonight with the blessing on you. And you know, it's what makes the difference in God's people and the world. We have something on us that they don't know anything about. It's the blessing of God. Now, if you want to continue your study on the blessing, then we have some products that we want to make available to you. This is a five CD series on the power of the blessing. Now, it covers a whole lot more material than I'm able to cover on the television broadcast. So, I want to encourage you to get this. You can take these messages, listen to them daily, and take notes. And I'm telling you, in just a few days, you're going to begin to see a major difference in your life when you understand the power of the blessing. And then right along with that is my book on what I learned from the men who imparted into my life the most. You know, I learned this from Kenneth Copeland, Kenneth Hagan, Oral Roberts, and T.L. Osborne predominantly. They were my mentors. When I first came to the Lord in 1969, I knew nothing about the blessing. In fact, the only time I ever heard a Christian say blessing was when somebody sneezed. Bless you. And I don't have any idea where we got that. But in any way, that was all I knew about the blessing was you're supposed to say that when somebody sneezed. Well, folks, there's a much deeper revelation than that. And in this book, I teach you how that I learned this and how that I began to appropriate it in my life from these men who became my mentors. So this is a special package we produced for you. What I learned from the men who uh, imparted in my life the most, the book, and then five CDs on the power of the blessing. All the ordering information is on your screen right now, and I encourage you to order it right away. Go online to jerrysavelle.org, and that's, once again, how that you can place your order, and we'll send it to you just as quickly as possible. I also want to take the time to thank my partners, all of you that are monthly contributors. I'm telling you, you are so special to us. You're such a blessing to us. You know, we get to travel all over the world taking the message of faith, talking about the goodness of God to people all over the world. I've been privileged over the last 50 years 
to preach in nearly 40 different nations, and my partners have helped me do that. In fact, I'm planning on just real soon going to nations around the world this year, and I'll continue to do it until the Lord Jesus takes me home. And I believe I'm going to be here until the rapture comes. Amen. So thank you, partners, for being such a, a blessing to us, being so faithful to us. And once again, uh, I, I like to say, if you're not a partner, then please consider becoming one. You're investing in a ministry that is touching lives all over the world. Thank you for watching today. I'll be back next week continuing this subject, so don't miss it. I'll see you then.